talking about Passover, Good Friday, Resurrection Weekend, the whole whole thing this the whole morning. Shebang. The whole shebang. And uh, now we're getting ready to talk a little bit about the word Passover itself. And, you know, we were talking during the break, you know, we might need a DeLorean because we would uh, pick a, di- if we could go back in time, we would pick a different word, really. <laughs> <laughs> well, you would. Unfortunately, uh, you know, you can't uh, knock these English translators because if we didn't have the English Bible, where would we be for good sakes? I mean, for real. I've tried my best through, through the years to learn Hebrew, and it's a tough language. And yeah. so, uh, if I had to depend on my knowledge of scripture by reading it in Hebrew, I'm in trouble. So <laughs> I'm thankful for the English. But uh, Exodus 12, God says, I shall pass through the land of Egypt on that night, and I shall smite every firstborn in the land of Egypt from human to animal, and I'll see the blood on the doorposts and fasakti. Now that word fasakti, or you can even say putsakti, uh, is commonly translated as I will pass over. Mm. Right, Fasakti. I'm gonna Fasakti. However, it's such a rare word in the Bible that its translation is extremely uncertain. And at the time of Jesus, the word was translated as "I will have compassion" or "have mercy." Mm. But in it's all often translated as "to protect." Yeah. So it's a toughie. So the three Hebrew letters that we would look at is Pei, Semek. And then the word that we, you just, <laughs> that sound, right? That's a wonderful sound. But it's a primitive root. Those three, those three letters mean together to hop figuratively, to skip over or to spare someone, to hesitate, to limp, to dance, to halt, to become lame, to leap, or to pass over. And so, such depth to that language. <laughs> it, it really is. And so how do you pick the word? Right. Well, as it happens... The word Passover didn't exist. It was William Tyndale who invented the English word Passover. Mm. So he's a reformer, a translator, the true father of the English Bible. You know, all the props to William Tyndale. Mm -hmm. He was the first to translate the Bible into modern English and from the original languages of Hebrew and Greek. And he provided the basis for what we have of the King James translation and, and every other translation when it comes down to it. But... If we go back a little further than Tyndale, the original word that became Passover to him was that those three letters in ancient Hebrew. The the first Pesach, the the letter S in Pesach is incorrect because ancient Hebrew had no letter S. They had an X, mm. right? So it's still what they call Semek, but it's a different letter. And kind of the same sound, but so nothing to argue there. It just, it looks a little different. The first part of that word, pay, became the Greek word pi that we're familiar with. The English letter we use, P, that's where that comes from. So if you picture an open mouth, it, the letter and that symbol, it means mouth or word or speech or breath. Mm. So the pay part of the word Passover or Pesach speaks of the spoken word of God. That's what that means in the Hebrew. So that ancient semek, what we call semek, or the the exon, means to lean on, to uphold or support. It's like a prop. It's supporting. It's like a stick. Right? Mm. It's upholding a tree. You know, if you ever have a branch fall, you can just put a branch and prop it up. That's what that symbol used to be. So the picture for that ancient symbol is a thorn or the laying uh, the hands on the head of a sacrificial animal like a bull, if you would, it's 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 like the crossing of your hands because Greek came partly from Hebrew. Mm-hmm. The modern Hebrew letter Semek is equivalent to a Greek uh, or the letter of, of X, the English X that shape, 
Mm-hmm. Right? So in Greek, the word Christos begins with the letter X or the chi, the, the Christ, that, that letter, that sound. So the second letter of Pesach, that S, Pesach, P-S in the C-H, essentially speaks of the Christ or the Messiah. Wow. Now, through time, I mean, he's already there. Yeah. He's very part of the word Pesach, um, mainly because of the how languages came about. The third letter in Pesach, is that ch that sound that you really have to almost be uh, Jewish to pronounce right without like you know having to wipe everything off? <laughs> the Hebrew number and letter for eight is hech. It means change. Mm. Its pictograph looks like a wall or a boundary. All right. So there's a few walls in Pesach in the Passover story, right? There's a door covered in blood that becomes yeah. a wall yeah. that the destroyer could not enter. Yeah, The Red Sea becomes a wall to hold back the water to let the Israelites walk through. God became a wall of fire to protect them from the Egyptian army. Due to their rebellion, the Promised Land became a wall the Israelites could not enter. Forty years later, Jericho was surrounded by walls that could not stand against God. Mm. So beyond Egypt, what does Pesach mean? Well, the three letters, each one has a meaning, right? The the Pe, spoken word of God. The X is really the Semech by the Christ. And that wall brings change to a wall or boundary. Mm. So the spoken word of God by the Christ brings change to a wall or boundary. If you were to lay out that whole verbiage through time, that's what one definition of that that could be. Say that again. That's so good. The spoken word of God by the Christ brings change to a wall or boundary. Mm. That's the one definition to Pesach. In Egypt, God's anointed mouthpiece was Moses. He spoke and God brought plagues. But we know Passover was always pointing to Jesus, Yeshua, as the Lamb. Since Jesus was the Word of God and the Christ and the Passover Lamb who takes away the sins of the world, then something he said is the real essence of Pesach, right? Because if the spoken Word of God is what does that, right? Yeah. So something that that Lamb on the cross says is actually it, right? So, what are his last words? On the cross in English, it's, it is finished. Right. In uh, Greek, to telestai. When he said it, that word, the curtain, the door, the wall, was forever removed mm. between God and man. Yeah. So, Pesach isn't about the angel of death, angel in Egypt, but about the Son of God destroying sin and death for humanity. I mean, way back when, it was definitely about the angel of death in Egypt. Hmm. But eventually, what it was really about was the Son of God destroying sin and death for humanity. Hmm. The word Passover is really about Egypt. He's passing over. Pesach is about the kingdom of God. See, we've been given authority from Jesus for such a time as this. What we do affects our authority, empowers our authority, or steals from our authority. So the third letter of Pesach the <laughs> means change or wall. So what was God communicating through those three letters? The spoken word of God, of Christ, change a wall, a boundary. Hmm. When taken together, it all kind of looks like things like, because hmm. we're speaking of Pesach, we know the wall in question has something to do with that something that was causing separation. Yeah. And there are two such walls, right? Well, the first wall is sin in your life and my life, hmm. which separates us from God and God from us. The second wall occurred late on Pesach when the door of blood became like a wall to keep the destroyer out of the homes of the Israelites, which would allow them to find freedom in a relationship with God that would physically set them free from slavery in Egypt, but also spiritually set them free from sin. 
So that veil that was torn as he spoke those last words of the cross opened up for us access to him forever. Yeah. And it's actually all tied in, not with the word Passover, but the Hebrew word Pesach, which is the actual word for Passover. So sometimes it, it does benefit us to uh, go back before William Tyndale and find the real word and decide what it means. Yeah, see, I, I wish I had a DeLorean so we could, you know, go back and have <laughs> these conversations. Oh, my goodness.